0: Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network, at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, the 12th of September, 2022, the 16th of Elul, 5782, coming to you this morning from Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Hope you are well, hope you are safe in your part of the world as I glance here at the walls of the old city of Jerusalem on this beautiful Monday here in the Holy Land. Don't forget, you can get in touch with me during the week, josh at com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, your social media platform of choice. Let's get to the news here from Israel. This story just popped up here on the Jerusalem Post website. The Mossad has thwarted dozens of attacks against Israelis and Jews worldwide. This is according to Mossad chief David Barnea. He revealed this just a few minutes ago here, Monday morning in Dr- uh here in Israel, in his first public speech that he has given since taking office in June, speaking not in Jerusalem, but speaking in Herzliya at the ICT Herzliya conference. He said, We thwarted dozens of Iranian terror attacks against Israelis slash Jews. We stopped attacks in Cyprus against the businessmen in Turkey. We stopped attacks against businessmen and diplomats and ordinary visitors. And in Colombia, we saved the businessmen as well as in many other places. He said this is state ordered uh, state terror ordered by the Ayatollah uh, Ali Khamenei, uh, perpetrated by the IRGC and other Iranian security organizations. They're not spontaneous, but planned, systematic, strategic terrorism acts. So Iran, the worldwide top, worldwide sponsor and supporter of terrorism, trying to murder Israelis, Jews around the world. And thank God these attacks have been thwarted, according to the Mossad chief, David Barnea. In regard to the nuclear deal, and we're going to focus a lot on that here today, he said, once the deal is signed, there will be no restraint on Iranian terror with huge sums of money that will be given to the Islamic Republic, emphasizing that it is only a short-term solution. So another Israeli official publicly stating that the Iranian deal is a bad deal. Essentially, the Biden administration wants to re-enter the deal and just turn over cash to Iran, the biggest sponsor of terror in the world. For what reason? I don't know, other than simply just paying for quiet, like Iran is some sort of mafia uh, boss, and the U.S. just wants to pay them and the rest of the international community perhaps wants to pay them off to keep quiet for now. Barnea added that the probes opened by the International Atomic Energy Agency into sites of enriched uranium cannot be closed, despite Iran's demands, as this will only lead to nuclear escalation. If Iranian proxies come for us, we will hit them directly, he said. The Mossad chief saying that Israel will go after those who attack us. Barnea warned that Iran is trying to to perpetrate terror on the U.S. and EU territory, noting the Republic's assassination attempts of ex-U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton and ex-U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. So where do we go from here on Iran? All this information is out there. They've tried to murder Israelis around the world. Uh, The nuclear deal will just essentially be a cash cow for Iran, it will receive millions, if not billions of dollars paying off the mob is really what the plan is for perhaps quite in the short term, but long term. It will lead to, uh, lead to nuclear weapons. So where do we go from here? JNS reported uh, that Britain, France, and Germany on Saturday released a joint statement denouncing Iran for failing to negotiate in good faith a new deal to curb its nuclear program according to the statement iran's nuclear program had continued to expand far beyond any plausible civilian justification so here you have britain france germany acknowledging this reported by afp acknowledging that there's no there's no justification for how much uranium they have enriched so let's stop right there okay acknowledging that fact right there that they've enriched uranium For potentially non-civilian purposes, far beyond any plausible civilian justification, right there, these three countries should stop negotiations and just pull out of the deal. Okay, but first, a little background, right? Britain, France, and Germany, these countries known as the E3, are all parties to the 2015 Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action or the Iran Iran nuclear deal, which they, along with Russia, China, and the U.S., have been trying to revive through a series of negotiations in Vienna that began in the spring of 2001. In their statement, the Europeans blamed Tehran for not taking advantage of the decisive diplomatic opportunity after the EU last month presented to the Islamic Republic what was described at the time as a final draft proposal for a new agreement. So, which which one is it? Is it the fact that Iran's nuclear program has continued to expand? Is that what's bothering you? Or are you upset that Iran isn't taking advantage of the diplomatic opportunity? In other words, even though these three countries admit that Iran is working on a nuclear program, not for civilian purposes, they are still willing to overlook that fact and are essentially begging Iran to take the deal. That's what I just said. They're upset about Iran not seizing the diplomatic opportunity, even though they just admitted. They just admitted, they acknowledged that Iran is enriching uranium uh, for non-civilian purposes. So this is just another form of weakness from Europe, from the West, and Iran will jump all over this. Of course they will eventually sign the deal. Because just by keeping the deal, they will still get nukes, if not today then down the road. So, can Israel count on the E3 or the Biden administration? I would have to say flat out no. Israel, and the Mossad leader was just alluding to this before, Israel will have to do what it has to do and face the diplomatic blowback if and when a deal is signed. Remember, the world including a friendly Reagan administration, went crazy when Israel under Menachem Begin took out Iraq's nuclear capabilities back in 1981. But Israel has to do what it has to do, period. Uh, The Jewish press added that Prime Minister Yair Lapid yesterday told his cabinet on Sunday that yesterday the E3 countries announced that a nuclear agreement with Iran will not be signed in the near future, And the IAEA's open files regarding Iran are not about to be closed. So after everything I've said to now, I didn't see anywhere where the E3 said a deal won't be signed. Not sure where the prime minister is getting this. Maybe it's wishful thinking. It sounded like that they were skeptical about a deal or perhaps a deal won't be signed in the very near future. But I I did not see here any announcement, um, an official announcement that the deal will not be signed based on the news that I read before. That Britain, France, and Germany uh, denounced Iran, but I didn't see anywhere else that they officially said they are not going to sign the deal. Um, the Prime Minister thanked France, UK, and Germany for their strong position, and I think Prime Minister Lapid is meeting with German officials today. At the end of the day, like I said, I still think the deal is going to be signed eventually, whether it's after the midterm elections. I think it's going to happen, and Israel's going to have to fend for itself. JNS reported Israeli uh, Defense Minister Benny Gantz on Sunday headed to the U.S. for a series of meetings with U.N. officials. The talks are expected to focus on Iran, the nuclear program, and the Abraham Accords, according to a statement. Gantz is scheduled to meet with U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres and U.S. Ambassador to the International Body Linda Thomas-Greenfield. He will also brief ambassadors of the U.N. Security Council members and countries that are signatories. Is it signatories? Signatories? What's the word? Help me, folks. To the Abraham Accords. So Israel is trying to get the U.S. and the U.N. on the same page, but with the U.N., forget about it. Um, And with the Biden administration, I would say forget about that as well. I understand why Benigons, the defense minister, is trying, but the U.N. is a joke and the Biden administration is projecting weakness all over the world. Just ask the people of Afghanistan so that's where things stand now. That brings you up to speed on everything in regard to Iran and their pursuit of nuclear weapons and their sponsorship of terror on many fronts around the world. Uh, JNS reports a man who confessed to murdering a Tunisian-Israeli Jew in France last month has a history of making anti-Semitic posts on social media. According to the French news outlet CNews, Mohamed Baha Dridi, 24 years old, turned himself into police confessing to killing 44-year-old Ayad Haddad on August 19th. Uh, French police are continuing the investigation into the murder, but have so far not stated the motive was anti-Semitism. So we have a guy who's known for posting anti-Semitic comments and posts on social media, and somehow the French police are not saying this is anti-Semitism yet. Not sure what they're waiting for. This was obvious, an anti-Jewish murder Here you have social media posts show show tendencies towards Islamic extremism, anti-Israel sentiment. And in 2019 here, this murderer posted a video of himself burning an Israeli flag with an Algerian flag in the background, covering his face, according to French Jewish Defense League. So obviously this was an anti-Semitic murder. And the French police will uh, maybe sooner or later uh, dub it as such. Here on the local terror front, the Jerusalem Post this morning reported in the latest of nightly raids by Israeli security forces dubbed Operation Break the Wave. The IDF, Shin Bet, and Border Police operated in a number of towns throughout Judea and Samaria last night, arresting 12 suspects. Security forces operated in many different villages and towns in in the Hebron area and the Jerusalem area. Also, border police officers and IDF troops in Jenin arrested four people suspected of terrorist activity. Weapons were confiscated during the operation in Jenin. Shots were fired, uh, Molotov cocktails thrown, and the IDF responded with necessary force and gunfire. And there were several injuries to the bad guys, to the Arab side there in Jenin. Uh, Times of Israel says that an Arab woman armed with a knife was arrested at a checkpoint on the outskirts of Jerusalem on Sunday morning. A potential terror attack thwarted. The woman approached the Al-Jib checkpoint uh, crossing by foot with a knife drawn. Officers fired into the air. She dropped the knife and was detained. Also, this is another miracle here. An Israeli man lightly injured after shots were fired at his vehicle as he drove near the town of khawara that's in the region of Shechem, close to Itamar and Itar, those communities, before dawn on Friday. The driver was wounded by window glass that shattered as a result of the shooting. The man was transferred to a nearby hospital for treatment, but this was a miracle. Troops arrived at the scene and found bullet shells on the ground. I saw images myself of the car with bullet holes in it. Um, IDF launched a manhunt for the shooter uh, who managed to flee. I don't know if he has been caught at this point or not, but uh, eventually he'll be caught. But another uh, case of uh, lawlessness and attempted murder by the jihad in the region of Shrem. It's been going on in the northern Shamron for some time now. And uh, please God, the IDF will hunt down all these terrorists and uh do what is necessary to stop any future attacks some positive news here uh, the jewish press reported that the shin bet security service has been successful in solving a series of shooting attacks that recently occurred in judea and samaria against a civilian bus so in this case uh, these terrorists were in fact uh, brought to justice during the months of july and august a number of shooting attacks were carried out against israeli security forces in the area of Silwad, that's in the Binyamin area, or southern Shamron. On August 20th, a shooting attack was carried out against a civilian bus traveling on Route 60 near the village. In recent weeks, the Bet and IDF arrested a number of terrorists suspected of involvement in carrying out these attacks. After interrogation, uh, they admitted that they did so, uh, um, and weapons used by the squad were seized. So we've had, and this is, again, this is, I'm not saying that all of these shooters out there have been arrested, but in this particular case, uh, thank God, uh, the series of attacks here in the area of this village of Sulwad uh, shouldn't been an idea have arrested some of the suspects who carried out these attacks on Friday in a statement the Shinbet said the general the general security service together with the IDF and the Israel police will continue to work to thwart and bring to justice the perpetrators of terrorist attacks or those who assist them so security situation now and why we are where we are uh, the head of the Shinbet he made some statements uh, also this was yesterday i mentioned the Mossad chief head speaking in Herzliya the head of the Shinbet Ronan Barr, made statements at that same conference on Sunday. The headline is, Israel's political instability encourages Arab terrorism. This reported by the Jewish press. The political instability, this is what's causing Arab terrorism. Uh, the article reads as following. Uh, Ronan Barr, who has served as director of the Shinbet since 2021, warned the World Summit on Counterterrorism Conference at Reichmann University in Herzli on Sunday against the political instability and social divide, political instability and social divide, keep that in mind, that are developing in Israeli society, describing them as a shot in the arm to the terrorist organizations and the axis of evil countries. He said, based on our research, it can be said today that the political instability and growing division are a shot in the arm to the countries of the axis of evil, the terrorist organizations, and the individual terrorists. Barr said, adding, that uh, Barr said, adding that our historical comparative advantage, which helped us for thousands of years, is fading away. This is extremely disturbing. Do you believe that? If you're listening to this podcast, do you believe that our cohesiveness, that our ability to get along is fading, number one? And number two, is that the reason why the terrorists are carrying out so many attacks against us while countries outside of Israel are trying to destroy us. This insight, according to this report, should disturb us more than anything else. The Shin Bet can warn, but not take care of the problem, he said. It's in the hands of each and every one of us. Again, the head of the Shin Bet says it's in our hands to take responsibility for the social divide, for the instability in the the political realm. So, bottom line. And this is very appropriate for this time of year, the month of Elul, where we are supposed to be doing repentance. We're supposed to be working our relationships, not only with God, but with our fellow man. Bottom line, we have to be, this is a good opportunity. I'm glad he said these things. We have to be unified as a people. And that's really my take on this. Especially now in Elul and throughout the year. We, when we have to reflect and really take stock on where we are in regard to our fellow man. So I think it's extremely appropriate he made these comments. And if we were truly unified, then I believe the terrorists would not have the ability to hurt us. But we are not, unfortunately, unified. There's definitely a lot of unity, and I think there's more unity than people realize. Day-to-day stories here in Israel of people helping each other Some of the most amazing stories, and you can find these, you know, on just random stories on social media, people sharing how, you know, their car broke down on the side of the road and people helping them and all different sorts of stories, just on a daily basis, acts of chesed, kindness between people. But then you have yesterday, you have, it even hurts me to even talk about it. Our finance minister... um, Referring to another, I don't even want to mention names. I mean, you you can look this up. Uh, Our finance minister referring to the leader of the opposition. You can figure out who I'm talking about. Um, Basically referring to him as a a Nazi propagandist and a Soviet dictator. I I don't even want to say the names. And this is for, you know, this is for publication. You can go and and look it up. But I I feel even guilty saying the names here, especially now in the month of Elul. Repeating what he said, he later took, I don't know if he took back his comments, but clarified his comments, though. But when you have Jews calling each other, okay, you're talking about leaders of our country calling each other propagandists from the Nazis or Soviet dictators. We have a long way to go. And this leads back to the comments Ronan Barr made about not only our political instability, but this social divide or the way we treat each other and it's something we really got to work on um, and with that i want to talk about some some positive news israel 21c just to show you how israel is israel is in fact a light upon the nations uh, when russia attacked the ukraine 18 year old anna kozma was studying in the ukraine Uh, with her mother to assist in local relief efforts. However, in May, she developed a serious neurological condition and the hospitals there there could not treat her. So the Israeli Prime Minister's office reached out to the Israeli branch of Hatzala Air, a New York-based organization that has worked with Israeli first response groups on several medical evacuation missions out of the Ukraine. The team flew this 18-year-old, Anna Kozma, from the Ukraine to Israel, where she received treatment at Shara Aesthetics Neurological ICU in Jerusalem. They actually told her that she had, because of the condition she had, she had no better than a 1% to 2% chance of survival. She'd been suffering intense seizures, resulting from a severe brain infection, and when she got here, she was in a coma. Despite all of that, she still had... uh, She still had hope, and um, even though she was in extremely critical condition, the physicians, using a variety of techniques and medications, brought her back to health over the course of three months in the ICU. She defied the odds, 98-99% chance that she was not going to survive, and now she is recovering. That is Israel flying to the Ukraine and bringing back uh, one 18-year-old girl and saving her life. That is that is who we really are. That is the state of Israel. Um, and at the same time, here's another story from the Jerusalem Post. It says, meet the new development that will help deal with the wheat shortage as a result of the war between Russia and the Ukraine. There's a global shortage of wheat. However, uh, thanks to uh, an Israeli a startup here called Lavi or Lavi Bio. Um, they are developing products based on bacteria found in a plant's natural growing environment, which helps to improve the yield, quality, and sustainability of agricultural crops. And the article describes how it works, the whole story behind uh, what this company is doing to alleviate the global shortage of wheat. Okay, making sure that the crop that is produced is of good quality, making sure it's getting enough water, and all the different things necessary for farming uh, wheat. So, again, and they're actually the the launch for this product was being tested in the US and North Dakota in the wheat fields there, showing how this product can contribute to an increase. of about 90 to 100 kilograms of crop per acre um, because of its effectiveness in helping wheat grow. And this isn't my field at all. I mean, it's complicated stuff. Plants receiving the nutrients uh, that they need thanks to this uh, Israeli technology based on bacteria. Again, not something I understand, but it's a new development which will help deal with the wheat shortage and it comes out of israel a startup here in israel so again bds anti-israel haters if you are hungry and you are faced with a bread shortage a wheat shortage make sure that wherever you get your wheat or your bread they are not using this israeli technology which causes a an improve uh, an improvement in the yield of wheat. Don't use them. Don't use this company, because then you would be a hypocrite. We want you to, we wouldn't want you uh, anti-Israel haters to be hypocrites, now would we? And that's going to do it for today's show, another edition of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. My name is Josh Haston for the 12th of September, 2022. We are less than two weeks away from the high holidays from Rosh Hashanah for Jews all over the world. It is the 16th of Elul, we are getting there. Under uh, two weeks from yesterday, from last night. 16th of 5782. We're headed to the year 5783. Hope you are well. Hope you are safe in your part of the world. Again, get in touch with me during the week. Josh at the land of Israel.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Your social media of choice. Be in touch with me. Let me know what you think of the show. Love the show. Hate the show. What do you want to see more of? Let me know. I'm happy to read your comments on the air on next week's show. Again, coming to you from just outside the walls of the old city of Jerusalem. Before I go any further, thanks to Benjamin Bresky, engineer extraordinaire, Tabitha Epstein for everything she does behind the scenes. My name is Josh Haston. Have a great week, everybody. Be safe. Shalom, shalom from Jerusalem. Eternal, undividable, indivisible capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Have a great week, everyone. You know, there are people who like to do what they're told. And there are people who like to tell others what to do. And then there are people out there who are just wondering what exactly needs to be done. Which one are you? I'm Rav Mike Foyer, and this is The Jewish Story. Listen to The Jewish Story with Rav Mike Foyer on thelandofisrael.com.